Tuesday morning, and welcome to the Hometown Hour, the Town of Mooresville weekly show, where we talk all things going on in Mooresville. I am Megan Suber, Director of Communications and Marketing, and I have with me today two guests from the Mooresville Public Library, Nancy Rath and Megan Mosher. Welcome, ladies. Welcome, and thank you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I can't believe it's already midway through September, almost two-thirds of the way through September. It's crazy. The seasons are just flying by, but it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, and one thing that we do on our show, if you're a new listener with us or longtime listener with us, every week we start out the show talking about one good thing that's happened within the past week. So I will go first since my guests are still considering what their good thing is going to be. Um, one good thing that's happened in the town of Marshall in the past week is our Bands, Brews, and Barbecue Festival went off without a hitch. We had more than 10,000 people downtown for the Bands, Brews, and Barbecue presented by Debo Tech with Loverboy. And I personally wasn't able to attend the event, but I heard it was a great event and so many people had an awesome time. Did either of you, were either of you able to attend? Unfortunately, no, I wasn't able to attend, but I did see the setup and it looked like it turned out to be a beautiful day. Absolutely. And the photos from the day, it looks like everyone had an awesome time. So thank you to everybody who came out for that. And we'll have more information about upcoming 150th events in our later segments. So let me toss the ball here. Nancy, do you want to tell us one good thing that's happened? Well, one good thing, which is coming up for the library, we'll get into a little later, but that's our wonderful speaker series. Besides that, uh, one good thing that I'm personally celebrating is going to um, up to New York this weekend to see some of my family. We will be heading out to East End, Long Island, Greenport. Yep. Um, We'll be going to some farms and local vineyards, and we're going to also all get together to um, celebrate and go see my dad's grave. So that is something that we're really looking forward to this weekend. You know, fall is a great time for family outings and getting together and connecting. Yep. Megan, what have you got for us? Um, I was just going to comment, too. You're going the right time of year for up in New England with that fall foliage. It'll really be popping for you, I'm sure, Nancy. Absolutely. East End Long Island is my favorite time of year is to visit is during the fall, September, October. Very pretty. I've never been. You need to send me pictures. Okay. I can do that. (laughs) so I'm Megan Mosher. I'm the teen librarian at the Mooresville Public Library. And um, one good thing I'll share is um, my daughter is a freshman at UNC Charlotte. So she came home oh, last wow. weekend, and um, we just had a good, like, family day, tried a new recipe, and hung out. And But it's nice to... First weekend home? Out. Yeah, it was a good one. So it was just Wonderful. nice. So. Very good. Well, we are here to talk about all things library today, and um, the ladies and I were joking before the show started. Um, somebody should ask the question, why do libraries still exist? So, Nancy, why do libraries still exist? Oh, are boy. libraries still relevant today? <laughs> 110%. And honestly, if libraries weren't relevant, then Amazon would have put us out and Google would have put us out of business years ago. I mean... Uh, who can utilize MPL services, Mooresville Public Library, everybody can utilize our services. Um, anyone can come into the library. We pride ourselves on being very welcoming. You can browse our collections. Um, you can access our computers with a guest pass, so you don't even have to have a library card, although we encourage you to have a library card. 
Um, and speaking of that, September is actually National Library Card Sign-Up Month. Oh, great. So please, if you do not have your library card, come into the library and get yourself a library card because it's your ticket to a world of possibilities, adventure, and learning. Absolutely. Now, who can get a library card with Mooresville Public Library? Do I have to live in Mooresville? Do I have to live in Iredell County? Can anybody get one? How does that work? Yes. Um, living in Mooresville or Iredell County, you can get a library card for free. Um, but you could also get a library card if you live out of county for $20 yearly. So That's anybody can get, yeah, can get a library like, card. If you're You'd, going to go to um, Barnes & Noble or even Amazon and get a book, most of them are about $20. So mm -hmm. why get one book when you can get a whole blevy of books? Right. It's, it's the best ticket out there. <laughs> now, what about our students? Because I know we have students, particularly like within the charter schools, that they may attend school in Mooresville, but they live outside of the county. Do they get library card access? So if they are an Iredell County a resident, and I believe it's, what are the charter schools? We have Pine Lake Prep. And, and Langtree. 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 And Liberty. Um, you can get what's called a MAC card. It mm -hmm. uses their student ID. Yeah. And they can access our resources. They can check up to five items out. Um, regular um, library cards, you can get up to 35 items. Whoa. Um, yeah, and also access to our digital resources, which mm -hmm. is a pretty big deal. I mean, we have the books and stuff for like SAT PEP. We have all the YA book talk books. We've got sure. the latest, greatest, but um, also e-resources. Um, I mean, those SAT prep books are 40 to $50 a whack. We've got them, and we've got them in digital form, so it's And the accessible. latest versions, because you know they oh, change absolutely. every year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I also wanted to say another great thing about coming to our library is you don't even have to have a library card to come to our programs. Sometimes it does require registration. Sure. Um, but people also don't realize it's free. Everything is free. We provide everything. We do not charge. And so I'm like, come, be with us. Be in a safe, fun community. Mm -hmm. Whether or not you have a card, whether or exactly. not you want to get a card. Exactly. But we really encourage you to get a library We're card. We're encouraging we you to get a library card. Yes. Particularly this <laughs> month. So we talked a little bit about the services. Of course, your traditional books. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned like test prep books, reference mm -hmm. books, and also ebooks and online services. Tell yes. me a little bit more about that. Yes, well, absolutely. The library—it's a—it's a—it's your portal to lifelong learning. So we are not just books. We're not just stacks and rows of books. We are a community hub. We are a place where people come to um, use our computers, to fax, to print, to use our copiers. Uh, so I would joke and say, does anyone fax anymore? But I actually had to send a fax the other week, and I could not find a fax machine. Government Char agencies like Ex faxing. Exactly. <laughs> yes, so anybody who needs to deal with the DMV, they, they often need to come in and use our fax machines. I was about five minutes short of coming to the library, and then I found one. <laughs> Yeah, we do mobile printing as well. Um, we do what's called interlibrary loans, which is where we can get books from other libraries, again, free for you. And that's, um, we see a lot of it, too, for things like genealogy research mm -hmm. and um, other um, books that we may not necessarily have that are older versions, but people still need um, <laughs> Yeah, access to th things to learn more about their family and their history. Absolutely. And, and that's so cool. This free or low-cost card can get you access to the resources that are available right. at Mooresville or 
multiple other places. Yes, it's our resources, it's our services, it's the people that they come in to see. Um, a lot of times it's often they just come in to use our space. So they'll come in to either use a study room, they'll request a study room, or you can reserve our meeting rooms. Um, outside groups can reserve our meeting rooms. Uh, on, online, they just go to the town website and request a meeting room with the library. Um, this is fascinating information, ladies, and we've got so much more to cover, so let's lead this on into the next section and talk more about what's available at the library, when, where, how, why. This is so great. Thank you. the hometown hour during our break we had a question come in from William for Statesville wanting to know how long can we use computers and those type of resources at the library is there a timeline on those is that something that somebody can come in and maybe take an online college course if they don't have the technology to do that elsewhere so I'll address this, I guess. Sure. I also work in reference. Um, we have computers. We have public computers. We also have at both Maine as well as our West Branch location two study rooms. Um, they are first come, first serve, and you can have them for a guaranteed hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, the computers on the floor, you get 90 um, minutes a day. Um, however, if you are doing something like a college course or just need a little more time, you just have to ask the staff, and we're happy to extend it. So Absolutely. Nobody's going to come kick you off and say, no. I'm sorry, your 30 minutes is up. You can no longer yeah. use the computers. So, Megan, you mentioned two locations. How many locations does the library have, and where are they at? Okay. So, yeah, we have our, our main library, which is located downtown Mooresville, and that's at 304 South Main Street. Um, and that's a historic we, library. Correct? That's a historic library. It's it's undergone it's gone under two renovations. Um, one back in the two thousand five and then two thousand and five was the latest. Um, but it is thirty four thousand square feet. Um, we are open Monday through Thursday from nine to eight thirty, and Fridays and Saturdays from nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, but recently, it, we're just coming up on the year anniversary, we opened up our West Side branch, which is located at the corners of Brawley School Road and Williamson Road. Oh, that's and fabulous. So people in the 28117 don't have to come across 77 to go to the main library if they don't want to. They do not. And it's at a very convenient um, intersection, um, 614 Brawley School Road. It's actually an old Rite Aid building that was repurposed and redone for our library branch. So it really served a great a great need um, for the 28117 and West Side residents, as well as a, a new convenience with a drive up. We have a drive up window. So you oh, could actually fun. put your material on hold and request to pick it up at our drive up window. So parents of little ones don't even have to get out of the car. I wanted to mention too, our collections what's called floating. So if we obviously have more things at the main location, but if you look in our catalog, um, we have a courier. So if it, you want it delivered to West, you can have our courier bring it over. Or if you are you do live on the 28115 side, but you're, say, hanging out at Target and like, oh, I need to return these books, we, you can return them to the West Branch and vice versa. So it's very flexible to give access. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I could... Um, 
if I knew I was going to be over by the Target area and, and want to pick up a book, just let you know in advance, how, how long does it take to get those books transitioned back and forth? Because I'm sure it's not instantaneous. So we request 24 hours notice. Mm-hmm. You put it in and give us 24 hours to pull it and transfer it over. Um, the Courier does not run on Saturdays, and of course we're closed on Sunday. Yeah. But Monday through Friday, it's an option. And as well as having the branch on the west side of town, also further east, we do have um, our lockers, our library <coughs> lockers, which are located at the Selma Burke Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, if you are familiar with the Amazon lockers, you could actually request your materials to be brought to these lockers and pick them up over at the Selma Burke Center. So again, for those on the east side of town, they, you don't always have to get in your car and travel all the way to one of our libraries. You can find convenient locations everywhere. Or you can request the book online and mm-hmm. have an ebook. Yes. You can have an ebook. Uh, one thing I, I, I want to just mention, since we are speaking of the branch and sure. coming upon the year anniversary, September is being September being National Library Sign Up Month, um, where we really are pushing you to get your library card. And one of those reasons is because, um, as of October second, mm-hmm. the West Side Branch we will be um, having self service hours. Oh, tell me about this. Which is actually expanding hours that the library is offering to the patrons. So, um, it, but it is exclusively for card holders. So you do need to have a library card in order to access the library after hours. And that just means that you'll be able to come into the library, scanning your card at the door, mm-hmm. uh, letting yourself into the library. It will be minimally staffed, but everything will pretty much be on your own as far as checking out materials at the self-service checkout. You can print, you um, you can print, you can use our workspaces, you can still log on to our public computers. Um, and that will be, we'll be opening up an hour earlier every day that we're open and staying open later four nights a week. So what those hours will look like starting again, October 2nd, Monday and Wednesday, we'll have full service hours from 9 to 8, and Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 to 5. Saturdays, 9 to 3. The self-service hours will be um, Tuesdays and Thursdays from mm-hmm. 5 to 8 p.m. So after 5 p.m., oh, you come into the time. library mm-hmm. scanning your card. Yep. And... So that, that sounds wonderful because then it gives more flexibility to people, mm-hmm. particularly if you are coming in at times like that nighttime time where you, you may just need to use the computers. You don't need um, the additional support. You're not necessarily there for programming of any type. You just want to grab your book that you forgot to grab earlier in the day mm-hmm. or you just need to finish a paper, a project. You need to look something up online. So it sounds to me like... The Saturday's light- night. Uh, sorry, I... Saturdays three to five. Also, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that there's also self-service hours. Great resource then on the weekend. Yeah. I was just yeah, saying, absolutely. I think as a mom, we've all been there where it's like my kid is like, "Oh, seven o'clock at night, mom. I had to have this printed for school tomorrow." <laughs> and so you can. And the printer in. is yes. out of ink exactly. every time. And we are the best deal in town for print jobs. It's ten cents whether it's color or black and white. And oh wow, yeah, it's really cheap. So. Um, 
for me, I, I know I have a printer at home, but I will go to, back to the library because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so much cheaper just to print it there and it's efficient. We have mobile printing. So if it's on your phone, we're happy to help. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it sounds like things for people of all ages, whether you're a young kid looking for some of that like story time programming, which I know mm-hmm. we're going to touch some more on, whether you are a uh, parent of a student of any age mm-hmm. or a student of yes. any age yeah. and, and need access to our technology resources or maybe an older adult that maybe doesn't have computer access at home or just wants a community space. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And the library card as well as coming into the library and utilizing our services, we have online resources that are available 24-7. So again, if you have a library card, you go on to our uh, website, mooresvillelibrary.org. You click on online resources, mm-hmm. and we have a whole slew of resources available to you. So this is more than just like ebooks. Oh, more than ebooks. This is research. This is, I mean, one that I would like to highlight because I find it extremely valuable. And somebody calling in asking about um, college courses. This is our version that we offer to the public. It's called Gale Courses. Mm-hmm. And I believe there are over 600 courses available to you. Um, and no additional yeah. cost? Nope. No. We, we absorb that. It's, well, the community absorbs that. It's highly interactive, instructor-led courses that you can take entirely online. Um, they, let's see, they run for six weeks, and a mm-hmm. new session begins every month. But you can take things like beginning Spanish, um, mm-hmm. Microsoft Introduction to Microsoft Excel, which oh, I wow. have taken. And it's, it's, it is. It's a challenging course. Um, grant writing, A to Z. You can take sign language. So I don't. I just don't think that everybody is aware of all that you can do and all that we offer. That sounds like a huge array of resources available to you at no cost if you have a library card. And you never know what you may find, it sounds like. Yeah. So that's one thing that you definitely need to go online and check to see what Gale courses are available. Mm-hmm. Um, see what may be of interest to you. And keep checking. Absolutely. Because if with new courses starting every month, it sounds like this is a constantly refresh. This is not just here's our 20 courses, we're done, yeah. this is all you can use. Mm-hmm. It's constant new yep. content. Yep, absolutely. And some of them are professional courses and some are more personal, you know, like how to deal with difficult people, things like that. So it's Oh, just, I think everyone yeah. knows that course. <laughs> There's even like watercolor. Like watercolor and art courses on mm-hmm. there. I've explored it a little bit. It's really great. Um, so I know that um, a lot of people nowadays, they'll just want to YouTube everything. But these Gale courses that are free and mm-hmm. a resource that you can easily access if you have a library card, they are so much more in-depth than your standard YouTube video, here's how to watercolor paint. Yes. Here's how to deal with difficult people. Like these are multiple, you said six-week courses? Six-week courses, yes. And they are instructor-led. So you do have an instructor. And at the end of the course, you do get a certificate of completion. So... Oh, wonderful. So you could actually take it back to potentially your employer and say, hey, look, I just completed the course on how to deal with difficult people. I'll tell you, though, the the Microsoft Excel, you get homework. (laughs) Yeah, there was homework for the sign language one I took, too. But there is a a professor there, and you can ask questions. That's one thing YouTube doesn't have. Like, I can email them, and they will answer, help, and assist. So it's very good. Okay, ladies. So I remember from my childhood living in fear of not returning my library book and getting a fee attached. (laughs) Guess Does what? the Mooresville Public Library 
have fees for late books. Guess what? We are fine free. <gasps> we what? are fine free. And not only are we fine free, but we have auto renewal. So you check out your materials for two weeks. If you don't return it and there's not a hold on it, it will check out for another two weeks and then it'll do that again. So you have the potential of checking out the book for six weeks. Um, however late it is, you get no fees, but the only thing we will charge for is if you don't return it. Then you will get charged a loss. You must return a lost book. We don't want lost books. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, that sounds fabulous, particularly for all the um, moms of small children that those books may potentially get misplaced. Yes, no. So coming up, we're going to talk a little bit more about upcoming events, including our fall speaker series. Stay tuned. To the hometown hour. Today we are talking all things Mooresville Public Library. So we have covered quite a bit. We've covered that the library has two locations plus lockers. We've covered the library hours. We've covered the new coming self-service self hours. Um, we've covered some of the services that the library offers. I feel like we've only dipped our toe in that. And we have said multiple, multiple times, please sign up for your library card because it is free if you live in Mooresville or Iredale County. And if you do not, it's only $20, which is arguably less than the cost of one book from Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Mm -hmm. So... Ladies, I know that the library does so much more than just provide books, provide ebooks, provide the Gale courses. Um, let's talk about some of the programming and some of the upcoming things that we have going on at the library, particularly our fall speaker series. Now, Nancy, I know this is your baby. It sure is. <laughs> so tell me more about the fall speaker series. What's the, the history of it? Well, of course, you know, being a public library, we always like to try to get local authors to come in and, and speak about their current books or, you know, what they have coming coming down the pike. So um, I would say a few years back we started, we've always had like an author here or there mm -hmm. come in and do like a, a, a program, but I wanted to make it more of a series. You know, libraries offer distinguished speaker series or author speaker series. So we, we were just calling it our fall speaker series. And it was something that we went into with the friends of the library. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, they co-sponsor co us. Um, we've probably been offering it since 2019 um, with, I believe we started with the author uh, Nina Cruz, who was a children's oh, okay. book author. She is the daughter of Donald Cruz, who had some very popular books for children back in, what, Megan? I don't know. They were probably written in the in the 70s and 80s, but Don't they, date us. They, they, they stood the test of time. Freight train. Uh, freight train, 10 black dots. But yeah, so um, we started it off with her. And since then, we, we offer it every September, October and November. Now, COVID hit in 2020 and it kind Threw of... Threw a little monkey wrench uh, in. Yeah, there was a little bit of a pandemic issue. <laughs> so um, we, we did try to stream, though, and and still get the word out and at least make it worthwhile. But now that we are back in full swing, we're really trying to um, pound it down and 
Um, it's like I said, it's co-sponsored by the Friends of the Library. So at every event, they are present with some of their members also drumming up Friends of the Library membership, which is a great thing to do. Um, so if you really but, love the library, you can get your library card. You mm -hmm. can come participate in events, and you can become and part become of, a of the Friends of the, of the Friends. Library. Yes. Um, so what, we try to host somebody who is a little bit more well known to appeal to a larger audience. Absolutely. Um, and in the past, like I said, we've had Nina Cruz, we've had Wiley Cash, mm -hmm. who was a North Carolina bestseller. He wrote When Ghosts Come Home. Uh, we've had Cut Kelly, her, her last name throws me a lot. I think it's Mustaine. She wrote um, Girls in the Stilt House, which was oh, also yeah, a bestseller. So which kind of went on the heels of, if you liked Where the Crawdads Sing, you know, you're going to love this book. So it, it was a tremendous book. Um, Matt Doherty, the ex-Tar Heels coach. Mm -hmm. I've heard him he, speak. Very he's, good. Mm -hmm. he's been there and he's spoken. We had Jackie Shelton Green, the North Carolina poet laureate. Yeah. So she was there one year. And last year we had a couple, um, Larry McReynolds mm -hmm. for, from NASCAR, the NASCAR pit crew chief. He was, he was amazing. He was a terrific speaker. He also had a book um, that he had written. And John Hart was another one. So we really are trying to reach wider audiences and um, offer something to a crowd that might you know, an attendee may not be a typical library patron. So Absolutely, but they'll come for the big name. Right, they'll come right, for the big name, and, and then we've got them in the door, and we can really sell them on what, what it is we offer. So who do we have coming up this year for the Fall Speaker Series? All right, so this year, it, it's always the fun for me to try to find the speakers. I yeah. mean, I have reached out to a little tidbit of information. I went to the same high school. Megan knows this. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> I went to the same high school as Jody Pico. Oh, the, wow. of course, national bestseller who's had many of her books turned into movies. Um, tried to throw in there that I was an ex-alumni of hers, but no, <laughs> it didn't work. It did work, but she wanted an exorbitant amount of money that we couldn't justify at the time. But hey, I, I, I try. I keep trying. Um, I reached out to Dale Earnhardt. I got Todd Parr, who was a big children's author. But, you know, it's what fits into your budget and what fits into your time frame. So, and what fits um, into the, the interest of the community, it, too, I'm sure. Oh, sure. It's, oh, what, it's what the community wants as well. So, um, so this year we have. This year, after reaching out to many different speakers, I am thrilled to be able to say that we have Christy Woodson Harvey mm -hmm. coming this, this Thursday at 6 o'clock at the main library. So she will be um, the main library downstairs in our community room. She is a New York Times best-selling author of nine novels. Oh, she, wow. She lives in North Carolina on the coast, I believe with her husband and her son. She's written The Wedding Veil, Under the Southern Sky, and the whole Peachtree Bluff series, which is actually being adapted for television, I believe, um, on ABC. Oh, That's how exciting. exciting. Yeah, she is a graduate of NC uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. um, she's the winner of the Lucy Bromlett Patterson Award for Excellence in Creative Writing. She was a finalist for the Southern Book Prize. So really, her books have tremendous accolades, and I'm very excited to be able to host host her this Thursday. It, that's so exciting. You said that is at 6 p.m. at the main library. Is there any cost associated yes. with that or totally free? No cost, completely free. Again, it's we are lucky to have the friends of the library who are co-sponsoring it with us. Um, the book, that spe specific book she will be talking about is her newest novel, The Summer of Songbirds. So um, not only will the friends be there, but we'll also have Main Street Books and Davidson there. 
who will be selling copies of her book, and Christy will hang around after her discussion to sign books. That was going to be my next question. Are there going to be copies of the book available, and will, and will she be able to sign it? So let's say I am a Christy Woodson Harvey aficionado, and I have all <laughs> of her books. I could bring them. You can bring them, and she can sign them. Um, again, it's... I don't know exactly how many books will be for sale, so it's first come, first serve there. But they will be available for sale, and Christy will be available to sign. Awesome. Yeah. I was going to say one really cool thing about this fall speaker series is, too, it's not a ticketed event. You don't have to pay. You don't have to register. You can just come. And I know sometimes with those big-name authors, it's like only so many people can come. This sure. is open for everybody. So that's really cool, I think. Or occasionally, if, you, if you've if you got a busy life, like it seems like we all do, mm-hmm. you, you hear about it, you think, I should register for that, I should attend, and then you don't, and then you miss out. This, just show up. Yeah. Exactly. And we at the library, we, we actually host um, 10 different book clubs. So we have 10 book clubs for our mm-hmm. teens and adults like mm-hmm. combined. So they're very excited about the event. Um, they're familiar with some of her books. It's just nice to be able to give back and offer them that and have them be able to come and bring their families and just a program that the library is offering that they're proud of. Absolutely. So yeah. this Thursday, 6 p.m., Main Library, Christy mm-hmm. Woodson Harvey. Christy Woodson Harvey, and she is our first speaker for this fall series. Uh, we have another one in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually take place on Thursday night. So it's October 19th, again, 6 p.m. at the Main Library, and that will be Beatrice Williams. She is another um, New York Times bestselling author, and she will be discussing her latest book, The Beach at Summerlee. And again, Main Street Books will be there selling books, and Beatrice will be signing. Well, that sounds exciting. And then one more in November, you said? One more in November, and he is, I believe, is a little more local, but he also has a New York Times bestselling author, um, Charlie Lovett. I've heard that name. Charlie Lovett. Uh, People are really excited about these authors. So again, 6 p.m., November 16th, and he's going to be discussing his most recent novel, The Enigma Affair. And I believe The Enigma Affair is like a a story about a librarian. Yes, I've I've heard that story. I haven't read it, so November buys me a little time to read that and catch up. Well, this is all very good information, but... This is not all that we have going on at the library. There's so much more that is offered, so many more programs. And I know, Megan, part of that is your area of speciality, dealing with the teen programming, our student programming that's, you're not quite kids age, definitely (laughs) not quite story time, but also not quite adult programming. So how do you feel that special niche? How do you um, communicate with um, our teens? Well, teens are just, um, I think they're wonderful. So many people are intimidated by teens. Um, But these kids, they are just so smart and insightful. And what I love about working with the teens is you can have a a real conversation with Mm -hmm. them. Um, And they also have, like, the fine motor skills to do the crafts and stuff you want to. Um, I'm not worried they're going to cut their hair while I turn my back for a second to show them something. Or stick Play-Doh up their nose. Yeah, stick Play-Doh up their nose. Exactly. Um, Teens are awesome. And I've got just so many great teens. Um, But we offer a wide variety of programs. 
um, at the library for teens, both virtual as well as in person. We're trying to make them educational, but we also want you to have a good time and just feel safe and comfortable coming to the library, just being welcoming. So um, I offer volunteer uh, services through our teen advisory board, and um, we're hosting a series of STEM workshops. They're virtual. We've got gaming for at our West Branch. We've got homeschool programs. We just got a little bit of everything. It sounds like you do. Well, let's talk more about this in the coming segment and dive a little bit deeper in depth to the teen programming and other programming that we have going on at the library. Sounds great. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hometown Hour. We're talking all things Mooresville Public Library today. And man, you guys have a lot going on at the library. (laughs) Very busy. (laughs) So when we went to break, we were talking about specifically the teen programming and how that is a population that a lot of times you don't think about. Mm-hmm. having programming at the library. You think about the kids' story time with the little, yes. little tots. You think about the older adult programming, but not necessarily the teens, and that's so important. It really is, um, and I like to focus on both fun but also educational and how I can help them not just right now but also in the future. So we offer programs such as um, our Kitchen Capers, for instance, where they're learning some life skills. They're learning how to cook and then could take that home to make for themselves or their families or even when they go off to college or get their first apartment. Sure. Um, We're offering things such as... um, Girls Who Code and coding classes and Teen STEM, mm-hmm. where they're learning some actual um, STEM, they're doing some STEM projects and learning some coding that they may apply to school. Um, we also have a fabulous writing group that is a partnership between myself and another coworker who's also a local author, Catherine mm-hmm. Ellie White, and she can help you with developing those editing skills, how to get published, how to um, just develop your characters and other skills. Um, and one, I know you've had like college essay and scholarship writing yes. um, classes previously too, and that's yep. so important. Maybe mm-hmm. not as fun as the kitchen capers. I know, <laughs> but um, important. It is important, and we've had um, people come in to help you find scholarships and grants. And um, I have one program at the end of the month. You do have to register because we are getting pizza from Alino's as well. Oh, exciting. But it's meeting Mayor Atkins. And so kids are going to be able to come in in a comfortable environment, munch on some pizza, and meet our mayor. What is his role? What is the difference between the mayor, a commissioner, and the town manager, for instance? Um why is it important for these kids to be involved? And I, I really try to get the kids involved with both the library as well as the town because they're our future taxpayers. They Absolutely. are our future voters, our future community members, and they love having a voice. I like to be able to give them that opportunity. Yes, and knowledge is power, not just with that, but with everything. Absolutely. So being able to make those connections and mm-hmm. um, gain access to that knowledge, that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, we've got lots more Um, Coming up at the library, um, I see something on the calendar that is intriguing to me. Frankenstem? Yes. What's that about? (laughs) So Frankenstem is for our um, smaller children. It's for families, and it is part of our September STEM programming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, enforcing science, technology, engineering, math, arts. 
Um, children are invited to join us for Frankenstem with Dr. Frank N. Stein. He is one of the world's most famous scientists. Along with his trusty assistant, Igor, Ooh. Dr. Stein has created some of the world's most incredible inventions, but those inventions would be nothing without your imagination. So it'll take science, technology, engineering, and math to make his latest masterpiece come to life. So doesn't that sound fun? It sounds very hands-on. And that's <laughs> it, September 23rd? It is. That is this Saturday at 11 a.m. at our main library. Um, beyond Frankenstem, uh, of course, we have a full gamut of programs that you can access online through our events calendar. We also have um, programming advertised on Facebook and Instagram, and we have in-house uh, program brochures that come out four times a year. So currently, we are uh, have programs planned through November. Um, another one I'd like to highlight is Page Turners, which mm -hmm. is a picture book book club, which is taking place both at our main and our west branch. So, so book club for the little ones. For the little ones, um, or, or the parents of the little ones mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. are usually reading all of those yes. books. Specifically children in grades kindergarten through third grade. Oh, wonderful. Um, so they come to the library and join us for a new picture book to read and discuss each month with engaging activities to go along with it. And I just wanted to mention some of our programs do require registration, but as always, it's free. You do not, although we want you to have a library card, you do not have to have a library card to register. And if you're intimidated by it at all or confused, just call the library. The staff is always willing to help you. We want you to be able oh. to come to our programs. They have been so helpful. Yeah. Every every time that I've either had to call or come in or I accidentally reserve books on my daughter's library card <laughs> instead of my own, you know, help me, helping me get that started. Right now, they are incredibly helpful. Yes. And I know we mentioned the mayor coming yes. um, for teens, but that's not the only town um, department or town um, personality that the library has hosted. I know over the summer there was um, different town departments coming to the library, mm -hmm. like the police department, like the fire department, so that um, children of all ages could come and interact with these different individuals that serve our community, maybe learn a little bit more mm -hmm. about them. Um, every Every kid seems to know about police and fire, mm -hmm. but what about the um, water treatment, mm -hmm. um, the water resources department? What about the sanitation department, the guys that pick up the trash and keep our streets clean and keep the recycling picked up and going? You know, the great opportunities for learning, for growing, for mm -hmm. connecting with those that serve your community. Yes. Building those relationships. I think that's great, too, because... Um, we are adults in positions over children and stuff and breaking down that intimidation factor. Um, last winter, we partnered with both the Mayor's Youth Council, which is a wonderful, wonderful group to join and get involved and learn Definitely. about our government, um, as well as Feed NC. And the teens came in, and our local police department, excuse me, um, and the teens came in, they got community service hours, we packed up little gift bags for the kids to give to those in need. And we also had co cocoa and cookies with the cops to break, like, let the teens get to know the police officers let the police officers get to know them and we're all human we're all nice people that just want to do good things absolutely and I know you mentioned a hot buzzword for those of us that have um, children school-age children mm -hmm. community service hours there's yes. opportunities to to gain that community service and make those connections and learn more 
Yeah, so um, we have, I offer two volunteer opportunity services. One is our teen advisory board. Mm -hmm. um, we meet on the first and third Tuesday of the month from 5 to 6 p.m. Um, they're doing things advising me what is trendy right now because I am not 16 or 13, no. <laughs> not even close. Um, they're gearing up right now. They are helping me decorate the YA area for um, the fall and Halloween. Uh, we're planning um, a nailed it program. Graham for this oh, uh, Christmas, and we're talking already about. I know we just got done, but summer reading for next year. <laughs> it's never and what ending. events? Yeah, <laughs> what events they want to see, and they're telling me like, I would go to this. I want this. I need this. So they're just wonderful. And that's so important too, because like you said, you're you're not 13, you're not 16. Mm -hmm. um, sitting around this table, we may think, oh, it would be a great idea to have this event on. Uh, scholarship writing yeah. and and um thinking about that thinking about the life skills but that may not be what all of our teens want exactly. or need mm -hmm. and hearing from exactly. them that way we can keep programming current relevant and keep the teen population engaged yeah. and grow them into lifelong readers lifelong learners and lifelong um community engagement. Exactly. Yeah. And like our Pathways to STEM series, that was actually proposed by one of my teen advisory board members who said, you know, the STEM field is growing. We're trying mm -hmm. to get people in. Um, I would love some speakers on um, like healthcare and biotechnology, engineering, IT. Sure. And so we have collaborated and reached out to the community and they're speaking on these different topics and we're getting good attendance for them. They're very yeah. excited about it. So Yeah, and I just want to add like what, what you said earlier um, about what the teens want. And, yes. and it's not just, you know, the same thing over and over again. The exactly. library is constantly adapting to the changing needs of the community. And the library belongs to the citizens that we serve. So mm -hmm. um, what they say matters, and we definitely try to be representative of, of all. And you can see that in our services we offer, the programs we offer, the books, the books that we purchase, the books that we display. Um, we do take patron requests Absolutely. as well. Because again, what the community wants is what we want to be able to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just something that not only in our services and what we offer, but the spaces. And that's how we got our West Branch. That's mm -hmm. how we got our West Branch was by um, what the community wanted and what, they, to the community. and what they needed. And everything they needed was more and more. We need more space. We need more parking. We want more programs. And and we want something a little bit closer to the west side of town. So we, we, we really took that and ran with it and... We have a beautiful West Branch now that we are proud to say is part of the Mooresville Library System. We are now mm -hmm. a system. And um, I just see good changes coming coming in the future with our main library as well because, you know, again, what they want is mm -hmm. added, added spaces, um, added community rooms, added meeting rooms because... We just, we, we offer a lot and we, we listen to what they say and what they need and that's the changing times. Yeah, I was going to say the pandemic really did change some things too. And again, just listening to our patrons and needs. I know um, Mooresville's always had a pretty solid homeschooling community, mm -hmm. but with the pandemic, it exploded. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so... I went to Nancy, because she's my supervisor, and said, <laughs> we need to offer some homeschool 
opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we offer Homeschool Hub, and we get together, and it's um, it does say it's a teen program, but siblings are welcome. And we offer a wide range of things. We are offering some STEM, but, like, we partnered with Parks and Rec this session. We just did basketball skills at the oh, Semmel Burke wow. Center, and we're going to be doing kickball. And um, so it's really opened up community partnerships as well as um, services for those homeschoolers. So, I mean, that's just one example of many. So a huge array of services and opportunities with the Mooresville Public Library. Whether you are a Mooresville or Iredell County resident or not, mm-hmm. you can absolutely get a library card. We encourage you to get a library card and take advantage of as little or as many services as you want. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. Yes. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, appreciate thank you being you. here today. This has been wonderful. And thank you. You can find out more information about the Mooresville Public Library on mooresvillenc.gov or um, the Mooresville Library Facebook, Instagram. Yep. And we hope you stay connected with us. Oh, Call the library, you. come in for a tour. The new 1059 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.